This is the Music Publishing Podcast with your host, Dennis Tobensky. Join Dennis in his weekly nuts and bolts conversations with composers, performers, and other arts professionals as they navigate their careers as concert musicians in the 21st century. And now your host, Dennis Tobensky. Hello, and welcome to the Music Publishing Podcast. Uh, I'm here today with a repeat visitor, Garrett Hope of the Portfolio Composer. Hey, Garrett. Hey, Dennis. How's it going? Well, you know, every day is a new adventure. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> so, uh, so Garrett's here today. Um, we want to talk a little bit about um, something that we've been doing ourselves um, and that we think might be... Uh, sort of a, a fun and interesting exercise for some of you guys to try out if, if you think it might help. Um, and, and that's just the idea of masterminding. Um, and, and Garrett, do you want to maybe explain a little bit about what, what a mastermind is? Sure. Uh, I think the, the term was first published by a guy named Napoleon Hill hmm. in this book called Think and Grow Rich, which the, I know the title sounds a little sketchy. <laughs> yeah. It was one of the... Very early self-help books. It was originally published in 1937. Can you believe oh, that? Wow. wow. And the whole idea behind a mastermind is to surround yourself with a group of people who are of a similar mind or intention, and then to basically form a network within that group that can help you achieve your goals faster mm -hmm. and with more clarity. So it can happen with just one-on-one, -on -one, um, anytime that you seek out some sort of mentoring relationship, but it's less like teacher student, it's more peers and just trying to help each other get to where we want to be and solve problems. Cause we each have different sets of resources, different connections and, and, and we can help each other share the load. Yeah. Um, I think this this whole idea fits in a lot with uh, some of the stuff that we we talk about in terms of uh, <clears throat> surrounding yourself with with smart, talented people who who you can learn from, who can inspire you, who can push you to to greater heights. Um, there's a one of the podcasts that I listen to, um, the Self Publishing Podcast, which I mentioned periodically. They uh, one of the hosts is just so into masterminding. He he loves it. He's he's I think for the past like twenty or so years, he's been in at least one mastermind you know, at any given time. And he says, uh, you know, about those that when he's in one, he doesn't, he doesn't want to be the smartest guy in the room. Right. Because he can, he can always learn from, from he wants to be learning from everybody else. And I, I think that's, I think that's like a fantastic attitude. And I, and yeah. And I listened to a podcast called, um, uh, smart passive income. This is host, mm -hmm. hosted by Pat Flynn. Mm -hmm. He talks about his, mastermind a lot and uh, the podcaster jamie masterson used to be jamie tardy all these people who are out there and and doing these great things are masterminding to multiply their efforts mm -hmm. yeah and we uh so we we started um uh, the two of us and Sean Perrin of Clara Neat were the original members of a a little mastermind um that we've been doing for how, how long now well, we started in the summer. Um, it's June? been a couple, yeah, it's been a couple of months. Um, yeah. Right around the time, uh, shortly after I, uh, shortly after this podcast started, after a music publishing podcast started, we, the the three of us, hooked up and started meeting 
once every two or three weeks. Um, that's been a, a, a fun learning experience hearing, you know, what, what you guys do, um, learning from your, um, your experiences and, and from your, like the, the, the issues that you guys run into mm-hmm. and, and talking those through lear- learning, um, learning from you with, with, with that. So, um, when we talked originally, uh, about the time that, that my show, <clears throat> excuse me, that my show was starting, um, we, we started sort of daydreaming about doing that sort of a thing. Um, and so you, you, um, you emailed me with like a set of guidelines Yes, that sort of for, for you know in a way formalize the process. Um, why do you want to go through the, those those guidelines and, and sort of talk about the reason why people why, why you might want to formalize these sorts of things rather than have it just be loosey goosey? Yeah, absolutely. I think one thing to keep in mind, or at least the intention that uh, I really wanted when we were forming our mastermind, is that when we were together, we were we were coming together with the in the purpose of talking about business. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a social call. Mm-hmm. You and I get to chit chat on social media a lot. Mm-hmm. We text mm-hmm. each other. Uh, we've even called each other and, and you check up on me when you know stuff's happening in my life. And I try to do the same for you. Mm-hmm. But this mastermind time is time we've set aside to deal with issues we're having in our businesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's the first thing is that this isn't a social hour. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing we did is we split the time up between three different phases. So the first thing we do is we have a couple of minutes each to share good news and, and kind of talk about the wins we've had since our last meeting. Mm-hmm. And then we take turns having someone in the, in the hot seat. And that's the bulk of the, of the mastermind meeting. Mm-hmm. And this person who's in the hot seat it's their turn to describe something that they're working on in their business, a question they have or a problem they're having. And then the rest of the members of the mastermind can ask questions, provide coaching, um, some butt kicking if it's needed, uh, <laughs> a little bit of reality. Um, and it's it's not to diminish and it's not to uh, belittle at all. It's no. all to build up. And mm-hmm. I know when I was in the hot seat a few weeks ago, I had just gone through the launch of the course and it, it, I had not hit all the marks I'd wanted to hit. And you guys helped me see a lot of the holes I had in my sales copy and my funnel, things that I had been blind to before. And it mm-hmm. was a very revealing conversation. Um, and, it, and we can talk about the challenges of receiving that kind of thing. <laughs> And then it wraps up with a goal setting phase where each of us will say, this is what I hope to accomplish before our next meeting. Mm -hmm. And that's important because the mastermind also allows for accountability. So if say, Dennis, you're, you say, I'm going to book 12 guests so that I have stuff lined up and, and you don't, then it, we can kind of say, well, why? Like where, where's the problem? Where's the Mm -hmm. hole in, in your system? So I think it's a great thing. It's a, it's a way to get accountability. It's a way to get support because I know that you guys um, are there for me if I need it. And then it's a way to uh, pick your brains and your expertise and get insight that I probably couldn't have gotten on my own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's been, the, the, yeah, this whole thing has been so helpful to me and I'm, I'm looking forward to being in the hot seat next time. I've got, I've got things I want. I want you guys to pick me apart. 
Um, I do. I, th- I think um, I mentioned this before, before we went live that I, I think that a lot of us sort of do this in a really informal way. It's often, I think over drinks, it's usually more of a social hour type of type of a, a situation where we get together with, with, friends or colleagues and and we'll sort of kvetch about, you know, th- I'm having a tough time with this. I, I don't know what to do and, and we can get feedback. Um, but it's, that's often with it within, you know, the, the confines of, of, you know, we're getting coffee, we're getting drinks and we're also going to, we're going to gossip and we're going to just sort of shoot the breeze. Um, but yeah, I, I like, I like the, this, the, for for someone who hates formality, I like the the formality of of the of the setup. Uh, I think it's really really helpful to to kind of keep um, keep everything moving and in line. Yo, well, I'm glad that you think so. <laughs> <laughs> it, we we don't necessarily stick to our schedule, and that's in air quotes. Like mm-hmm. we we have the intention of saying five minutes here for this and fifteen for that or whatever. Um, but I think as long as we can hit all those areas and we're helping mm-hmm. each other, that's the most important. Thing. Yeah. I think one, one thing that when, when you sent the, um, actually we should put these in the, in the show notes, um, the, the, the guidelines, cause you, you took some guidelines from a, a, a specific, um, per, uh, person who talks about masterminding, right? Actually, those came from a friend of mine. We had started a mastermind that didn't last very long, um, but he's actually someone I know here in Lincoln, Nebraska, and he has his, uh, a mastermind that helps him in his business. And so mm. he actually shared those with me. And this, okay. I didn't create them. I have modified a few things, but mm-hmm. it, they've been kind of ironed out through the fire. <laughs> mm-hmm. using. So the, I know that it was going to work. Yeah, it's what funny. Are, but- Oh, okay, go ahead. Good. Well, one other thing I want to point out is we've also set some guidelines for our behavior in the mastermind, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, a few things that stick out to me is that we agree to not question the process while we're in it. And <laughs> uh, that's in our guidelines. So if we're like, you know, this is all kind of woo woo or this isn't really helping me, we can talk about that. And it, but in the moment is not the time to be criticizing what we're doing because we're there to help somebody. Mm-hmm. Secondly, this isn't, this group doesn't have an open door policy. Mm-hmm. We are very intentional because we're building trust and we often talk about personal things. And I think as we're getting to know each other more and more, that's happening more regularly. Mm-hmm. And so if we're going to invite another person in all the members have to agree. So it's a unanimous vote. And we just mm-hmm. recently did that. Actually. Yeah. So we have now have now another member in the group and it's been really rewarding. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a third point I was going to make and it escaped me. So maybe it'll come back later. So yeah, let's put these, I, we can share these guidelines, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll put those up in the, in the show notes. Um, it's funny when, when you originally sent those to me, uh, you know, I, I, they, they seemed a little too strict, but I've come to really like, and we, we, the, the wonderful thing about, you know, guidelines and rules is you adapt them to your own ends. So like the whole masterminding process, it's something that, that you adapt to, to suit the, the people who are in it. Uh, you know, we're, we're, a, we're a fairly laid back bunch, I think. And so the, the, the guidelines keep us on track, but you know, when we say, Oh, five minutes a piece for this, it might, 
be a few minutes longer here or there, but we, we still, I, I remember like last night when we met, um, I know that I was going on and I kept trying to stop. <laughs> and then someone else would ask me a question about it. I'm like, well, I have to like, but, but let's move on because. <laughs> right. <laughs> Try, trying to be respectful of, of the process. Um, you mentioned the, 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 the challenges of receiving criticism. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, it, it can, I think, especially in, in like the, when, when people do this more informally, when it's like over coffee or whatever, it can be a little bit more difficult, I think, to give criticism and then to receive it openly. And this process requires that you just say, okay, I'll, I'll listen to this and I'll either take it or not, but I am going to receive this. Yeah, that's a really good point, Dennis. And it's something that I still practice in all areas of my life. <laughs> want to get defensive and be like, but, but wait, yeah, uh, I'll tell you what I was thinking. And, and I probably did that to some degree, but, uh, yeah, this was a time where I said, here's my issue. And the mm-hmm. three of you said, well, here's what I see. <laughs> so, it, yeah. You have to be willing to receive the criticism and mm-hmm. there, and part of the reason we have these guidelines as strict as they might sound is so that I can be vulnerable mm-hmm. and know that you guys aren't sitting there to try to help my business fail or mm-hmm. mock me or make fun of me. And, um, I choose to believe, and I, th- I really do think this is true that you guys would love to see me succeed in my business as much yeah. as I want to succeed too. And as we've said earlier together, a rising tide lifts all ships and, man, if I can pull something off then I want to help you pull something similar off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it's, it, I've, I've, I've been in so many situations where, um, where, where I've solicited feedback from some people and they'll, they'll be very, you know, like people who, who I really trust and they'll give their feedback, but I, I, I find myself and I think we all do this so, so easily sort of defending the, the choice that I made. And defending, it's like, well, well, I was thinking of this is what I wanted. And I'm saying, well, that's, it's not working. <laughs> but this, this, uh, I think this really, this helps me to, to, to accept that and to hear it. And I can maybe offer an, an explanation, but then at a certain point, you just have to take it and say, yeah, I, if I'm going to move forward, if I'm going to improve, I have to take this, this feedback, this criticism and, and learn from it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's actually a couple ways you can receive that information. You can choose to grow from it mm-hmm. or you can reject it. Mm-hmm. And I might come to the conclusion after careful consideration that you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have the freedom to make that choice. But if I just reject it out of hand, mm-hmm. I have now hampered any potential growth, especially speedy growth. Yeah. Because what, what happens in this kind of group is uh, it accelerates the process. Mm-hmm. I've got four eyes or four sets of eyes all looking at my problem coming from different perspectives. And it, for me to learn all these things on my own would take months and months and months. Mm-hmm. If not longer. Um, so 
It's good. How, Dennis, how do you deal with, let's, let's talk about just the receiving part. How do you handle receiving criticism? Do you have any tips or tricks for not being defensive? Like how do you hold your tongue? Um, sometimes it's hard. <laughs> sometimes it's difficult and, and you want, uh, you know, and I'll want to respond not, not angrily or not, um, you know, in it, with any real negativity, but I, I might want to, um, in some ways, I guess, de- deflect. Is that what I want to say? Like to, to, to explain what I'm saying and try to, to, to show a benefit when I'm not listening to what needs to be fixed. So quite when, when I sort of feel myself doing that, or sometimes if I anticipate that I might go down that road, I need to not do that. I will, you know, take a, take a breath and then just listen, absorb, take it, take what is being said, um, and not question it immediately to take it, take it back to take it with me to, you know, when the conversation ends, when the mastermind ends, when, um, you know, I'm done talking to this person who offered some, some feedback or done reading this email, I'll, I'll say, huh, walk away from the situation and spend time thinking on it, meditating on it, trying to figure out how, how does this fit with my, my ideas? Is this, is this really valid? Is this really something that will help me or is this on the wrong track for, for what I'm going for? Cause I've, I've had plenty of uh, instances, um, with, with friends and colleagues, um, who are incredibly well-meaning giving me advice that, uh, you know, are giving me feedback on something that I'm doing that I have gone back and said, you know what? They're, we're, I'm, I'm not on the same track as that person. They're, they're thinking too much of what they're doing and they're imposing that on me and it's not appropriate to what I'm doing. But there are plenty of times when I'll say, you know what, this is totally accurate and I, I can really learn from this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and remaining teachable. Mm-hmm. I struggle with wanting to be the smartest person in the room sometimes. <laughs> Don't we all? I think we, yeah. I think we all do. It, it's part of our DNA as smarty pants artists. <laughs> and I want everything I do to be an amazing smashing success on my mm-hmm. first try. Exactly. <laughs> but life doesn't work that way. No. At least mine does. <laughs> <laughs> nor does mine <laughs> so the remaining teachable accepting the criticism how can we let's talk about how we can give give feedback and criticism appropriately yeah i always so many people have have you know their advice they want to give their advice and they mean well um but I think sometimes we want, we just want to be heard. We want to be right. We want to say what we have to say. Um, I like to take a little breath. I mean, this has been like a big thing in my life recently. Take a breath first, (laughs) you know, take a breath before you act, take take a breath before you speak. Um, And so, especially with, with giving feedback, giving criticism, take that breath, think, am am I being helpful to this person or am I just imposing 
my will? <laughs> am I am I just saying this to have to in order to speak? and be heard. Um, and I, I always, I really try to come, come at it from a place of, I mean, it just in general, like as a, as a human being, I like to help. Um, so I, I always try to approach things as I want you, I want you to hear me and I want you to understand me. And so I'm, I'm going to come at this gently. Um, I've, I've heard enough, uh, well-meaning feedback that's given you know and feedback to me and feedback to other people that's given with that little edge which that's given in a in a critical like a negatively critical tone when it's meant to be a positive i think giving that with with uh with that sense of being being gentle and being caring i think goes a long way to have the uh, having the other person receive it openly yeah you know, when I was doing the, my certification training to get, well, to get certified as a coach, mm-hmm. talked a lot about that because we can make a question. Well, we can make a command sound mm-hmm. like a question. Yeah. And it's a very subtle way of critique mm-hmm. uh, and it's a dangerous path to take. You, you, uh, you don't want to do that as a coach. You certainly don't want to yeah. do that when you're giving valuable feedback. Yeah. And there's, there's something, a, a former teacher of mine, he used to do, and I, I, I continue to appreciate the way that he would approach some of this, where he would he, just right up front, um, he would say, now this is going to sound brutal. He would, he would give you the, is like, this is going to sound not positive, but that's not how I mean it. Mm-hmm. And coming from him in in that, dynamic that we had, I appreciated it. And there've been a few times that when I've given feedback to, to someone who you know, there's a lot of trust there, it's not just like a random person, but I'll say, now this might seem a little harsh or this might seem a little brutal, but this is, you know, and then you can get, it's usually when somebody needs a kick in the butt because yeah. sometimes we need a kick in the butt. I know I need a kick in the butt sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that can preface that sort of feedback in a way that softens the blow. Mm-hmm. it's not just saying you're not working hard enough. It's like, now this is going to sound kind of brutal, but I don't think that you're doing everything you need to be doing right now. Yes. Yeah. My wife is a teacher and of elementary school students in a Montessori school, and mm-hmm. they have a very special way of speaking to students to guide them. Mm-hmm. And some of the language they use frustrates me to no end, but there's mm-hmm. a few things that are great. And one of the ways you can kind of soften the edge and make it less about imposing your own will is to be like, I notice that. Mm-hmm. So like if a child is just walked their muddy boots in, we can have a couple different responses, right? And be like, mm-hmm. why in the world didn't you wipe your shoes? Or why? Did you- <laughs> or instead you could be like, I, I noticed that when you walked in, you left these muddy footprints and you kind of turn the responsibility back onto them. Mm-hmm. And then the, it opens more of a dialogue and they can help you solve the problem without you diminishing them. So when you're giving mm-hmm. back to a composer as well, mm-hmm. you could be like, I noticed that the way you spoke to this performer got <laughs> you <laughs> this result, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of, well, why in the hell did you just yell at her for getting the wrong note? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly two different ways to deal with it 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I, my one of my old choir directors in in college um th- and this seemed it I know some people have have used this tactic before and sometimes it's really effective and sometimes it's really not, but he would, when, when he was going to be a little bit more critical than, than usual, he would say, now choir, I say this with love in my heart. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes we're like, okay, Dr. Major, well, you know, we'll accept this. And sometimes we're like, just get to the point. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Totally get it. Another thing that I like about this whole process is, um, and this is something that I've, you know, in my own life that I've been thinking about is, um, accountability. Yeah. How, so by, by, at the end of the process, um, uh, you know, of each, each meeting, we all say this, these are my goals for next time. And, um, then when, when we come back, usually it's, will rep- in in addition to the the these are the good things that are happening it's and these are the, of the goals that i stated last time these are the ones that i met and if i didn't here's why so it 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 does force us it, to be accountable for the things that we say we're going to do it whole, it it makes us either excuse me either do it or say this this is why i didn't do it and maybe it's there's no real reason. I just didn't do it. (laughs) (laughs) I remember. Yeah. Well, I remember like one, one time when I had put, I had given some, um, some, some goals for, for the next week. And by the time that, or the the next meeting, by the time the next meeting came around, those goals were no longer applicable. It wasn't something that I, I I had changed direction. Like this isn't, this isn't right right now. So I did this instead, which is more appropriate to what I need to do. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's normal to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I know there have been a few times that I, well, I did most of what I said I was going to (laughs) do, but not all. (laughs) But that also gets to the heart of why we're doing this because we Mm want to be action takers. Mm -hmm. And I also want to be a person who does what he says he's going to do. Mm-hmm. And so if I commit to doing something and I, and I don't follow through and I don't have a good reason, like I, I didn't change course in my business, mm-hmm. then, then maybe I need to reevaluate some other issues. Mm-hmm. I, I had a mentor when I was a, a young man who I would always have these excuses. And he finally looked at me and he's like, Garrett, you have all these excuses. No, you have all these reasons, but no excuses. Mm-hmm. I can come up with a hundred different causes for why I didn't get something done, but does that really excuse me? For yeah. not? No, not at all. Yeah. And I think the counter, the accountability of the mastermind brings that to light, at least for me, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to do this. No more, no more reasons. Just get yeah. it done. Yeah. Just, yeah. Get, get it off your plate, do it. And then you can say, I did it because if you don't do it, you're not going to get the results. No, you're not. Yeah. What has been one of the tangible benefits for you from the group? Like what's something that we've been able to encourage you to do that's made a big difference? I think you've, you've given me a a lot of, a lot more confidence in particularly in my, in reaching out 
to um, to potential guests. Um, I I definitely have that, and I, I know a lot of us do um, have this sense of why would people want to talk to me? And maybe I'm not maybe I'm not ready to talk to that person or re- ready for that person to come on the show. Um, but just ha- having like the the support, having the um, you know, and knowing that I have that I've said I'm going to invite eight more people on the show between now and two weeks from now, um, it forces me to to do it. So I have to reach out and I have to um, to just grab that confidence from somewhere and and write the email. Absolutely. You know, like I, I'm going to have Angela Miles Beeching on the show in uh, two or three weeks, and I. I at the beginning of this, I would have been terrified just to write her an email because she's so well known. She's so great at what she does and who the hell am I? <laughs> but, but, but yeah, no, right. Yeah. It's, it's a huge, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot more to you than just who the hell am I? <laughs> <laughs> and what about for you? What, what's, what's been one of the big advantages uh, or one of the big takeaways for you? Um, reassurance sometimes when the path ahead seems dark Mm-hmm. And I don't know if what I'm doing is going well. Is it be worthwhile, um, or or just feeling generally discouraged by the process? Uh, that might be more my personality, but it happens quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys are pretty good at saying no. Like, look at the big picture. Things aren't <laughs> things aren't that bad, and. Yeah, affirmation that I'm I'm doing something of value, mm-hmm. uh, both for myself and then intrinsically, and for the community I'm hoping to serve. Mm-hmm. And that's that's always reassuring. I think that's one of the biggest things I get out of it. Nice. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, we've definitely and I said no, keep going, keep going. You're doing it. You're doing it right. You're, and you're learning. You're getting better. <laughs> I remember before you and I started talking or before I started talking to Sean, um, we, I, I would feel so alone in, in this mm-hmm. as a, as a podcaster or whatever. And I feel alone often as a composer, and, but I've been forming masterminds of composers for years and years and years, probably more than a decade. Actually, mm-hmm. I surround myself with composers so I can learn from them and show them my scores and be, get that support. Mm-hmm. being a business owner feels like you're walking into dark rooms often. Cause you have these ideas and you have these plans and you have no idea what's inside that room. Yeah. So that <laughs> mastermind helps me major in those areas. Yeah, totally. Um, I talked to Emily book Bookwalter earlier this week and she was one of the things that she, she said a couple of times is nobody knows what they're doing, mm-hmm. but if we talk to each other and we work together, we can kind of figure it out together. And I, yeah. I, I really, I really liked that. Um, so let's, uh, let, let's sort of br- bring a little bit more big, big picture, picture broader than, than just masterminds, or at least for like our mastermind. Um, how, how do you think that this concept can help, uh, composers, performers, you know, musicians, uh, to, 
in, in general outside of, you know, the world of, you know, obviously ours, our thing is about podcasting, but what, what do you think are the, the, the regular benefits for, for musicians in general? Well, uh, I want to start this answer by saying you can form a mastermind to help deal with a specific issue. Mm-hmm. And that can be even be for a limited time. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I hope it's not for a long time for us, but there will be, there will come a point. It's inevitable. Mm-hmm. where We'll say, I don't think this is doing what we needed to do anymore. And, mm-hmm. uh, and we'll move in different directions or it'll just change shape. Yeah. So with that statement, I think if you are a performer or a composer and you want to do things, whether that's form an ensemble, put on concerts, uh, even uh, put together some consortium commissions. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, anything that we do (laughs) in this crazy life of music, you don't do it alone. Mm -hmm. So ask people that you feel have either expertise or experience in this or could just give you insight and you know what's amazing, you might get a lot of value by inviting people who aren't composers or performers, aren't Mm -hmm. musicians in. Um, If you you have a friend who sits on the board of a nonprofit or maybe he's in finance, whatever, Mm -hmm. and ask them in, you're going to get some great insight about how to make the money side work in whatever. Mm-hmm. So you could form this group and say, this is what I want to do. Um, and just put yourself in the hot seat and let people uh, guide you. Mm-hmm. You you do want to kind of be the, the lowest person in the room mm-hmm. <laughs> if you have the chance to form this. So I think if you, if you want to do something, that's a great way to get knowledge, insight, and connections. Mm-hmm. The other thing, way it can benefit these people is to f- just build a scene where you're at. Mm-hmm. So wherever you live, whether you're in a major city like you are, Dennis, mm-hmm. or you're in one of the flyover states like I am, <laughs> <laughs> there are people who are into what you're doing. Find mm-hmm. them and build a community. And through that mastermind, you can begin to change the local culture and you can begin to do things that are going to benefit you and others and those mm-hmm. around you in great ways. Yeah. Ah, was that, was that a good answer? Yeah, I think, I think that's good. Okay. Yeah. And, and I think, uh, to, to build on that, even if it's a, you know, you have a group of, of, you know, composers who, or performers who, say, okay, my, my career is kind of in this spot right now. And I would like to take it to the next level. Just have a couple people to get, get together and say, let's, let's work on just our marketing abilities. Yeah. Let's just, let's work on our, our, just the, the admin stuff and, and get over the hump and figure out how this all works. Um, or we all want to get more gigs. What, what, how, how can we help, you know, help each other do that? How can we, figure out how that works. Yeah. So that's the, that's the problem, right? You say, I want, I want more gigs. I want more commissions in the pipeline. And then together you solve the problem, Mm -hmm. but then you have to take action. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No excuses. No, no, no excuses. (laughs) And I hope people take advantage of this and they do it. mm -hmm. 
Like go out there and surround yourself on in my composer's manifesto. I was just rereading it yesterday. I say join or start a community of composers. Mm-hmm. And this is basically what a mastermind is. It's a community of like-minded individuals. Mm-hmm. In, in that case, it's composers. In our case, it's podcasters. Mm-hmm. But you can do it for any reason. Absolutely. It, yeah, it, it totally doesn't even have to be um, you know, composers or performers or, or musicians at all. It can be people totally outside of your field. Um, you know, the, the, the group can be, um, you know, you, whatever you do, a uh, visual artist, uh, a writer, a uh, CPA, a uh, seamstress, whatever, you know, some, you know, some various <laughs> small business owners, um, that y- you all come together and you can all come at whatever your problems are from a, a, a fresh, uh, a fresh angle. Um, you know, like I, 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 uh, like to learn, you know, I say this all the time. I like to learn from writers. I also like to learn from uh, visual artists, um, and, and I can I can learn things from them that I, I probably wouldn't get working with, you know, just looking at other musicians. And I think that sometimes it it can help you. It can help to prevent you from uh, reinventing the wheel. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're having problems with with your marketing, or you're having problems with your admin. Uh, to talk to someone who knows something about marketing uh, or, or someone who knows something about dealing with admin, you don't, you're not reinventing the wheel. You're, you're coming at it from, from a, a um, you know, you're, you're learning from somebody who, uh, who actually knows it and yeah. isn't just uh, uh, stumbling in the dark like you are. <laughs> right. right? These, these people are not only become friends and colleagues, but resources. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you want to go even further, if, if you're going outside of the realm of music, you might even get some fans. You might. <laughs> might get bring some people into the musical community, and that's never a bad thing. <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> so uh, have we said everything that we need to say on this? Yeah, I think we did a pretty good job. I mean, I'm a firm believer in this as a process, and I really encourage everyone to go out and try it. Yeah, this has been a, a, a wonderful, wonderful uh, experience for me, um, getting to know you and Sean and uh, and Seth. Um, you know, not just as as artists and not just as podcasters, but but definitely uh, you know as as friends. I mean, especially the you know the two of us, like you said earlier. Yeah. You know, we 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 call, we text, we Facebook message. Um, you know, we check in on each other. Um, it's it it's it's a really wonderful you know relationship that 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 we've built because of the mastermind yeah absolutely cool so um so thank you so much for for doing this um it's it's been you know been great talking to you about this um and so um i guess let me do my my little cta here to close things out sounds good always always fun um so um if you have listened to a couple of episodes ago, I had Scott Winship uh, from New Music USA on. Uh, he's going to come back in the middle of November, and we're going to look at some real applications that people have submitted for the project grants to help everybody uh, learn not just from kind of abstract ideas, but from what people have actually submitted and how that could, those applications can be strengthened. Um, Really, from the the point of view of, of you know what what we've just been talking about here with um, being being positive in in 
in uh, feedback and um, you know thinking in terms of being supportive and being um, you know kind in in, in our, our criticism uh, not not a scary thing uh, and and I'm looking for, for and if I could jump in and just give my yeah. two cents folks if you don't participate in this you are um, how should, how should I say this? You are missing out at a golden ticket opportunity. <laughs> Willy Wonka has sent out his chocolate bars, and you get a chance to kind of go into the factory and figure out how it's made and mm-hmm. talk to the man himself. So d- don't worry about the being embarrassed or looking the fool. This is really one of the very few chances that you could potentially get direct feedback about mm-hmm. the quality of your grants because the point here is to iterate and do better so the mm-hmm. next time you apply you have even a greater chance of success exactly and in and in learning what you can do better other people are are learning from you as well yes. they can they can see these were your strengths th- these are the areas where where you can work where you could tweak what you've done and make it better so yeah we're accepting submissions um through november 6th obviously 2016 for people who are listening far in the future um and yeah just drop me an email musicpublishingpodcast at gmail.com uh let me know that you're into it and that this is the application that you want to have looked at of, of yours that you've submitted in the past um yeah, I mean, this is this is all to help uh, help you do a, have a better application to to be to go through this process uh, in a much stronger fashion. So yeah, uh, drop me an email by uh, November sixth, and um, I hope that you guys volunteer to be a part of this this great thing. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So with that said, thank you all for listening. Thank you again, Garrett. My pleasure. And uh, I'll talk to you all next time. Yeah.